Ticho and I, who is also known as Ben from Stitchdown.com, are back to talk about quality footwear, how it's made, and all the things that we love about it. Ticho, after the last episode proved to be so popular, we attempted to petition Lars, Larsh, from Ustmu, to just take over the podcast so we could retire, uh, but he claimed he was too busy making waffles and butt flap equipped pajamas to do it. So you're stuck with us all over again. We're very sorry about that. We love you, Lars. Ticho, what's up? What are you wearing? What's going on, man? I'm doing great. I wish wish we could have gotten Lars to just take over. That would have been so nice. I could listen to that guy's voice all day. Today, I'm wearing my Viberg Mocha Oil Tan Rough Out service boots on the 2040 last. Oh, yeah. Sample sale pickup, right? Sample sale pickup. One of the few people might know I often will buy, you know, 40 to 45 pairs at the Viberg sample sale. These are the only boots I actually have that are mine from the sample sale. So wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were just left in the bottom of an Ikea bag. Probably. Probably. Who are these for? Yeah. Every year I'm like looking out for something really cool for myself. And I like always just strike out and it's like a real bummer for me. But then last year I got these and I freaking love them. All, the 2040 last doesn't get enough love. I think more people need to get in on that. Uh, what about you, man? What's uh, what's going on? What are you wearing? Well, I was hoping to wear my Viberi, which is the Italian pronunciation of the Norwegian pronunciation of the Swedish pronunciation of Viberg. 145 Oxfords from Standard and Strange in the Tobacco Reverse Chamois. Uh, I got them. I put them on. I took some pictures of them off my feet and decided that I probably should have listened to Neil and everybody else and gotten a 10 instead of a 10 and a half. So I sent them back, and they're like vaguely lost in the mail, but I think they're supposed to show up today. So I was hoping to wear them, but I'm not. So instead, uh, I've been away from some of my shoes for a while for pandemic reasons, but I went back to my place and picked up my Heinrich Dinkelocker Buddha Brogues in dark cognac shell, just a ridiculously wonderful shoe that as much as I love it, I don't think that it is necessarily an essential shoe, at least in my collection, uh, which plays into the episode topic today. But they're fun. They're like vaguely on the market if anybody's interested in them. I don't want to get rid of them, but I, I like that you're you're gonna use this podcast to just uh, try try to sell some of your personal <laughs> shoes. This is great. I love it. That's why we waited till episode ten to reveal the true reasoning for this podcast. Before we get rolling, though, we wanted to give a shout out once again to our sponsor this week, Standard and Strange. We're still not honestly sure what the standard part stands for, but who cares? All right, Ticho. So this week we are engaging in what is honestly one of the most mentally taxing thought experiments that really could possibly exist choosing our ultimate shoe closets here's the deal you already know this but everybody else doesn't each of us must choose five and only five shoes or boots that make up that closet and i have seriously been having nightmares all week what about you how, like, how are you dealing with this dude this was so hard this was really hard to do you know for me what i've really been trying to think about is the use case for each type of shoe. How am I using these? How is it going to be incorporated into outfits that I like to wear? How is it going to fit into my daily life? 
the things that I do, the places that I go, you know, what shoes can I rely on to get through my entire life with only five shoes? It's hard, man. There were some exclusions on there that I'm not sure I could actually make if we actually had to do this. Please, no one make us do this, but... It's great that it's theoretical. This yeah. It would be really brutal. If a sponsor wanted to pay us each, like, you know, a few thousand dollars, I could maybe live like this for a month. But, yeah, I don't think I could. I, I couldn't even do that. <laughs> I, need, I need, like, all 35 pairs of my shoes. They're all essential. But it doesn't matter. We have to do this. So, of course, for such an important exercise as this, we must have rules. Very, very, very strict rules. Those rules are as follows. Number one, each co-host must pick five boots or shoes. They are the only pairs each co-host will be able to wear for the rest of their lives. Each will also be granted one pair of sneakers that do not require naming for the purpose of this exercise unless desired. Rule number two, for the purposes of this exercise, all shoes and boots will last forever, meaning there is no need to factor in durability. Number three. The five pieces of footwear selected must be chosen in ascending order of ranked importance, meaning each co-host's first pair chosen will be his least important of the five. The final pair chosen will be, in essence, the pair he would choose if he were only allowed one pair for the rest of his life. If he were allowed two pair, it would be the final pair and the preceding pair, etc., etc. Number four, there's a lot of rules here. Any given brand can only be chosen by each co-host once, with the exception of one brand, which can be chosen twice if the co-host in question is highly unoriginal. Number five, all choices must be reasonably attainable by the general public. To wit, MTOs are fine, Alden Rare Shell Cordovan is not. And number six, price is no object. After you say them on the podcast, the shoes just appear. The bad part is that all your other shoes disappear. We're each going to start with number five, then go back and forth, work our way up to number one. We've kept our selections from each other a secret, but once they're locked, they're locked. And that's it. And that's what you're, you know, not stuck with, but nothing else is getting in. Ticho, you start at number five. What are you going with? All right. So for number five, I wanted to do a hand sewn. I, I have like a whole cabinet full of hand sewns by my, you know, kind of near my front door. They're great for just pulling them on. Like if I need to go pick up a pizza, which is a thing I'm often find myself doing especially this time of year i'm wearing a lot of hand sewn so i'm like i got in this five there has to be a hand sewn and i tried to think what's you know what's going to be one that is really versatile is going to go with a lot of different outfits but it's also going to give me you know a little bit of patina a little bit of enjoyment it's lasting forever so the patina is going to be i assume incredible in like in 45 years, these shoes are going to be looking pretty cool. We actually didn't put in the rules the, the 50 year patina, but yeah, I mean, that should be considered like their, their shoes are going to age. They're not going to fall apart, but they're going to, they're going to do what they do. Exactly. Exactly. Another thing with hand zones, I'm a big camp mock guy. I love to just slip them on and just run out the door to go again, pick up a pizza. But I felt like. Uh, if, I, if I wanted to do something like a little bit more active, like maybe walk to get my pizza. Be careful. Or if I wanted to like go just go for a walk or, or something like that, like walk my dog maybe in the summer. Like while eating a slice of pizza? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I mean, 
So I decided to go for, here's my number five, the Rancourt Four Eyelet Ranger Mock in unlined Horween Chrome Excel. I'm going with the natural Chrome Excel because, again, I want that 50 plus. I hope I live for more than 50 years, like 100 years of natural Chrome Excel patina on these things. I'm also going with the. I, I have those coming. Really? Is it natural Chrome Excel? Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, this is in real life is what you're talking about. I'm not telling you about my list. I'm telling you about my real life where I have at least six pairs of shoes. Oh, man. I'm je- I'm jealous that you in real life are going to get one of my one of my five. I'm going for the one that's on the Lacte Havea sole because that looks really comfortable. And I also just kind of think it looks nice. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to be a really useful shoe that I can just wear like all the freaking time. Wear them pretty hard, any kind of weather, especially in the hot summer. Yeah, that's my that's my pick up the pizza shoe, and I think they're going to be great. I do have some honorable mention. Is this the time to do? Uh, there's so many rules for this thing. Am I allowed to give you the honorable mentions? Let me check. Yes. Okay. Honorable mention: Quadi Blukers. Pretty sure that's right. If you mispronounce anything on this episode, then the shoe just no longer exists, and you're down to five minus that shoe. Okay, so there's like a just so you know, there's like a genie involved in this. Where if you're not following his, you know, very specific procedures, then you're just kind of out of luck, and he's going to screw you. I always love that aspect of genies that if you just like word your wish poorly, you just get screwed. I love that part of genies. You're like I want a million dollars, and he gives you a million dollar bill, and it like doesn't work anywhere. Like oh yeah, or you like pronounce it kind of wrong, and he just gives you a million doll hairs. Or something like that. <laughs> uh, I like that we're incorporating both that aspect of it into into this, especially since we've established that I cannot pronounce anything correctly. So yeah, you're in trouble. Anyway, they're blukers. That's right, and they're going to show up because I, I've said it properly. Quaddy blukers. I already have a pair that I love that I wear all the time in Whiskey Cavalier. So I'd go with that. Also, give an honorable mention to the Main Mountain Mock. Bluker Dash Oxford, which I love that they're covering all their bases, calling it a Bluker Dash Oxford, because why not? Because why not? Blucher Oxford mock? Yeah. Why is nobody calling them Moxfords? Probably plenty of good reasons. I'm I'm not sure to what extent they're they're looking to just get these things even more poorly named. So but anyway, that's my number five. I'm going for a handsome Rancourt for Islet Ranger Mock Natural Chrome Excel. I think those are gonna be killer. I'm jealous that you're getting them in real life. And, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm a positive guy. I hope that they last 50 years on your feet and get an incredible patina. And, um, yeah, best wishes to you and your Ranger Box. My real shoes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I have the ones that I'm getting. I think they're just on kind of the regular capsule. But I have on my Sperry's that are made by Rancourt. I have that black Lacte Havea sole on them. I don't know if it's the same one that you're talking about. It's really comfortable. It's a little thicker. It's it's kind of slippery. Like for a shoe that looks like it should be used on a boat, like don't use them on a boat. Here's the thing. If I never go on a boat for the rest of my life, I'll be just fine. I'd be pretty happy about that, actually. Not a boat guy. So I'm good. Walking around the suburbs, though, I bet those soles are nice. All right. One pick in. God, that's not my number five. What about you, man? What do you got? All right. So I, I thought a lot about hand zones throughout this whole process. Like I actually thought about slotting them in and in slots three, four, five, 
I'm going to give a little preview. I didn't end up picking any, which was, it hurt. I think it was largely because I allowed myself to have a little more fun with selection number five instead of something that's completely usable. And as you see, as we go through this, actually, I didn't end up picking that many boots. So for five, I wanted to make sure that I got one in here. And it's just something that, you know, you don't necessarily need. It definitely doesn't fulfill any sort of dress qualifications. Wanted something that was just kind of a showpiece, something good to, to look at on the shelves, look at on your feet, you know, something just a little different because when you do this kind of exercise it's a little tough to to just get out there you know that's why the dinkle lockers aren't in here and I'm, I'm wearing them one last time before they disappear off my feet when we finish this episode okay so thought a lot about Underhood. i love my lcvo1s uh we have a collaboration boot coming out if the leather actually ever gets out of indonesian customs and over to Rizki, that i think is going to be killer I just, I love monkey boots in general. Like I've, I've kind of become somewhat obsessed with them. Love a lace to toe. I have some cigar accord masters in that battle veg tan. They're great. But ultimately I'm going with my man, Flame Panda, his monkey boot. Probably, I actually have a pair coming from him, hopefully in the next couple weeks in Horween Blackberry waxed flesh which is going to be pretty cool Ooh. uh never never had a ton of waxed flesh so i'm i'm pretty excited about those did you say blackberry wax flesh blackberry wow i've, I've never, never even heard, heard of it before never seen it it's cool it's like a little little red i as of now unless i change my mind i don't have any shell on my whole list which i'm actually not too mad about but i thought about doing it for these and then i'm like I gotta wanna wear these, like maybe just some natural shell, see what happens to it over time. Yeah, that would be cool. But ultimately, I think Flame Panda Monkey Boot, natural horse butt from, you know, whatever whatever he says is the best one that he has. And that's that's my number five pick. I think it's fun. I think his pattern is classic and also funky. His work's incredible. Again, this is this is one to just kinda sit there and stare at. But yeah, it was it was a real toss up between this and and something similar from Underhood. But that's it. Number five pick. Panda. That's a good pick, man. And I, I like that you're you only have five shoes, but you're you're choosing to have one that just sits on a shelf that you look at. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to wear them. I'm going to wear them all the time. And all of these are wonderful to look at on shelves that I've picked. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like nobody I'm not the, like the last time I climbed a telephone pole. I didn't wear monkey boots and I got up anyway. So like this isn't necessarily a need to have type of boot, but with a number five pick, I'm going to let it fly a little bit. Give me the panda. Sorry, just to follow up. How many times in the past have you climbed a telephone pole? One time. Do you expect to climb more in the future? As often as possible. I like to use my boots for the purposes that they were intended, at least periodically. And then like take a picture or something. Uh, so I don't know, maybe more. If this is what actually happens in real life. Interesting. But yeah, I, I got up there one time. It was pretty, it was great. I think I was wearing like dunks or something, like without being like tied. They were fine. All right. What do you got for four? All right. For number four, I wanted like a rugged shoe. I've been wearing my 
Viberg. I'm just going to say Viberg. I'm not going to attempt uh, Lars's pronunciation. So I was going to go with the Viberg Withered Fig Mushroom Chamois Roughout 145 Oxford, but that violates the very strict rules that you have set because that is no longer a shoe that is readily available. I, I, w- I would allow that. I would allow that. All right. If you're going to allow that, then the, uh, I'll change my answer and I'll, I will go with the Viberg by Withered Fig Mushroom Chamois Roughout 145 Oxford, which I think is just killer. You can wear it in any weather. It's raining. It's hot. Whatever. You're good to go. You've got that really thick corded sole that's just like that sole, even if it's not imbued with genie magic or whatever is happening here, I think that sole would last the rest of my life. Those things are great. I'm jealous of everybody who has has a pair. Yeah, if you're going to let me go with that, then that's my move. I think a rugged shoe like that is just, at least for my style, like how I dress, mostly jeans, sometimes chinos. I can wear those shoes every single day for the entire year. It's pretty classic, but it has like just a little bit of a modern twist to it. It's a very 2020 shoe, and I don't really know why anyone would uh, would want to discontinue it. But my backup that I was going to go with, you know, if the genie rule master uh, was not going to give me a special dispensation on that, is Nyx has pretty similar style derby that I believe is called the Comstock. I actually have a pair on order in natural wax flesh uh, with a Vibram 700 sole. And I think those are going to be killer. They're going to be super easy to wear. Should have them pretty soon. And, you know, we'll, we'll start wearing them probably all the time. Already I'm wearing my Viberg by Withered Fig Crust Horsebutt 145s. I already wear those a ton. I think in the wax flesh where I don't have to, you know, think about the rain or, you know, what I'm doing. I can just beat the hell out of those things. Uh, it should be pretty cool. So that's uh, that's my number four, Rugged Derby. Oh, and I've got an honorable mention for Whites, who I know you have a great derby from. I think those look great. I would also uh, mess around with those. Renav, who is on Instagram, Renav Goods Co. Uh, out of Indonesia. I have a pair of boots from them in a bison leather that's really killer. And Those are cool. Super impressed with them. And they also have a really great rugged derby pattern. One of the guys in the Stitch Down Premium Discord got this great kind of olive pair that I think just looks excellent. I think they look super good. I felt really bad when he dropped cooking grease or something on them on the first day, but oh right, day one. Oh man, that that was a bummer. But you know what? He he made the best of it. They look good. So yeah, that's my move. That's uh, that's what I got for number four. All right. Well, look. While we're trying to express a admittedly small plurality of viewpoints here on the shoe cast, I had I was in the same place as you. So my notes are rugged chonky boot shoe for number four which is kind of where i started i am a known lover of boot shoes and of chonk and it was it was tough like a lot of my collection currently is this kind of stuff i have the whites oxford as they call it in brown dress the whites pole climber oxford in the northwest last on the wedge with the the little lineman flap on the interior is something that i want to get my hands on or mto or do a collaboration of at some point uh, my underhood lcvo1 lows are incredible that's where i started my whole underhood thing my Red Wing 1930 Sports Oxfords, which Lars just got on the last podcast. I love those. An Alden Indie shoe of some sort or another. 
like in chamois or suede on a wedge. I'm kind of obsessed with those. I don't have a pair, but I really want some. Uh, something from Rolling Dub Trio. They do a lot uh, out of Japan in this kind of look. I thought about the White's Oxford and Shell, like Cigar Shell maybe. Would have been kind of sweet, but didn't slip in. Ultimately, I'm going with the shoes that... I, I still don't even know if they fit, but I have the highest of high hopes for them, which are these Viberg Oxfords that I'm I'm waiting for in 1035 in the Tobacco Reverse Chamois. The thing I love about these and why I needed to get them is that they have these smaller eyelets, which I don't really remember seeing on a 145 before, that kind of class it up. And though really, especially my two and three picks here are kind of designed for being able to be as dressy as you need or at least almost as dressy as you need i like the flexibility of these and and you can still wear them everywhere so these are them like i hope this 1035 fits me right in this size 10 and we'll see part of this not necessarily driven by but was definitely sitting in the back of my head word on the street and you know pretty darn sure about this that viberg is semi-retiring at least or largely retiring the 145 like right now they're available and the genie says go for it but we did this episode in like three months you might not even be able to get them yeah they're they're trying to streamline their collection it makes sense in a lot of ways but the 145 is the one where i'm like oh man why, why is this happening so i'm gonna grab them now and and have them forever i think that's a good call man and i love my 145s like you said it is kind of a boot shoe where it has the kind of profile of a of a boot it's more more chunky, more rugged. They really work, man. They're really easy to wear. The genie's allowing us to do that. Then yeah, we're very smart for choosing those. I agree. I think the smaller eyelets on those standard and strange ones, I think they look excellent. So I hope hope those end up fitting you. And um, they if they don't, maybe you know, we'll work out a trade or something. I'll take those off your hands because I, I think they're sweet. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably give them to you for like a seltzer or something after you do your thing to my brain. I have so much seltzer. Okay, make it three seltzers yeah i'm looking forward to this trade but yeah trade. look a as i went through this the thing that i kind of i mean i guess i'm not amazed that it turned out this way it makes a lot of sense but when you're only picking five a lot of what you end up picking is something that's not terribly loud interesting crazy like those are you know i mean a lot of people have them as, as their whole collection but or at least a large part of their collection. But when you get down to this kind of exercise, those are like bonus pairs, which is the main reason that I wanted to go with the pandas for number five. Yeah, I think these 145s are just like completely, completely wearable in basically any situation. And, and you got to take that into account. So there we go. Bring them back, Brett. Yeah, Brett, come on, man. We need them. Oh, wait. They just, they literally, I got a text. They just got delivered. Let's stop the podcast and we'll be right back. <laughs> this is great. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I have my shoes on. They're great. I made a perfect pick for number four. They really seem to fit. Uh, I'm very happy. This was... <laughs> that was incredible timing. We didn't stage that at all. I can't believe that that actually happened. That was pretty funny. Okay. Great job, me, picking number four. Vibram 700, I think, or 705, or whatever the soul is, too. Like, great soul. I mean, it's never going to wear. Uh, in this theoretical exercise, so that's pretty wonderful. Okay, I'm very happy with myself. Not changing my pick. Good, good. Glad to hear it. All right, you ready for number three? I'm ready for number three. All right, so number three, the category kind of that I came up with 
British country boot. Ooh. I love British country boots. They're super versatile. All of, all of these five, it comes down to versatility for me and utility and how I can wear it and how it fits with my style. I've always felt an affinity for kind of British country style, like wearing the barber jacket, some tweed pants. Like that's the pinnacle of my style. That's like basically all I got. So I already have, I have some nice British country boots, but I think I need for this, I need the best British country boot, right? And so for that, I am going with the Edward Green Galway boot. Oh. Here's the makeup. Dark brown Utah, the whole thing, not two-tone. I'm going to do them on the 72 last, which a lot of the Galways that you see are on the 82, which is pretty almond-shaped and pretty dressy, but I don't really need that level of dressiness in my life at this point at least. So I'm going for the 72 for a little bit more of a a, a country, uh, rugged kind of look, but not not the full-on country look of the 64 last, which, of course, is also a really nice-looking last. But for me, that 72 kind of hits right where it's still pretty rugged and, and boot-looking, but it's a little bit sleeker and more refined, uh, which kind of just... Kind of just fits with my style. Slim slim denim, slim chinos, slim wool trousers are all going to look great with this th- these things. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to... I only have five pairs, so dropping, you know, 1600 bucks or 1800 bucks on a pair, a pair of Galways is kind of within reason, I guess. Uh, plus, I think a genie's paying for it or something. Uh, I forget the rules. No, 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 no. No price. Yeah, exactly. Genie's covered it. So all good on that. Um, that's been kind of the main thing that's stopping has stopped me in the past from ordering a pair of, uh, Edward Green Galways. I've been thinking about what my Galway makeup would be for six or seven years. Probably it changes all the time, but right now, dark brown, Utah, 72 last, and I'm just putting it on a day night soul. I know day night, not for everybody, not everybody's favorite, kind of boring, but it gets the job done and I, I don't mind it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give honorable mention Right off the bat to the Crockett and Jones Coniston, which is a boot that I own. It is a boot that I love and it is a boot that I recommend to everybody if you're looking for a British country boot. Much better value, I think, than than the Edward Green Galway. Also going to give honorable mention to the Trickers Burford, which is not, not a great word to say. Burford. Burford. It's named after Burford Tannen, Buford <laughs> Tannen's be. father. You can visit him in 1865. Yeah, he came down from the Highlands and uh, hopped on a boat over to uh, Hill Valley there back in the day. I'm also going to give a third honorable mention because I love country boots so much. I came up with three honorable mentions. This is a little bit of one that you don't think of and doesn't fall. It's not made in England. So it's a country boot. It's made in, you know, used to be part of England. So maybe that counts. But I'm going to go for the Viberg country boot and maybe i'll do it in a saddle tan chrome pack and maybe i'll get it from withered fig and maybe those are dropping on friday uh because that is all true so that's my my third honorable mention my number three british country boot edward green galway this is a great pick love the makeup i personally would have gone 64 with with all my personal chalk leanings yeah, I love this. And the thing I love most about it is you've got a swoopty in your five. And I've got one coming too. Some level of swoopty is necessary for, for this kind of thing. Congratulations. 
I don't think I could have lived without a swoop D. So yeah, and they have I, arguably the best swoop D, the most iconic swoop D, easily. You're a classy man, Ticho. And also, like if I through some kind of misadventure become part of the you know landed gentry of England, and I have like an estate, and I have you know all that kind of shit. I already have these boots ready to go, prepared for that, you know, likely uh, turn of events. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Anything can happen, you know? I spend a lot of time reading the Wikipedia pages of, like, the people who are, you know, title holders and stuff like that, like earls and, you know, people like that. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because, and then I go and I I look and see if they have, like, kids my age. Like, maybe I could, like, find them on, you can, like, find these people on Instagram and they're just, you know, the... They're living the life. Their dad is an earl or a duke or, you know, whatever. You know, maybe they're a member of the Habsburgs or, you know, something like that. And then you find them on Instagram. They have, they all have great accounts because they're just living this crazy life. And I'm like, maybe I could become friends with these people. So I'm, I'm already thinking about it. Yeah, you can just walk their lands in your Edward Greens. Hit a couple bogs. Oh, those things will take care of a bog, no problem, man. Will you send me some of these? Yeah, okay. I want to dream too. Yeah, I'll just send you a list of uh, Wikipedia pages. While you're doing that, uh, let's take a break. I'm going to take like a four-second stroll at my new Vibergs, and we'll be right back with a genie cast. Once again, it's time for more Gen Facts from the mind of the standard and strange employee who wears Viberg short shift engineer boots just so he can work fewer hours. Uh, did that work? Is that how that works? Can I do that? Yeah, Neil let him get away with it, but he got paid in Canadian dollars. Oh, I don't think those are real dollars. Okay, let's go. Teacher, what do you got? Gen fact number one. Wesco was one of the first companies to make what is now known as the engineer boot. In the Pacific Northwest, engineer boots were not originally made for train engineers or railway workers. They were made for welders at local shipyards who needed a boot that was easy to remove in case a piece of hot slag fell inside their boots. <laughs> Excellent use of hot slag. I think Jen just wanted to say hot slag, or he wanted us to say hot slag. Yeah. Jen's setting us up in the best possible ways. Gen fact number two, the English government had numerous arbitrary taxes during the mid-1800s. One of these was on shoes with a lace-type closure. To avoid them, many English monasteries required residents to wear shoes with a strap and buckle closure, nowadays known as the monk strap shoe. I feel like I feel like Jen is kind of obsessed with the English government and their like rules and stuff. I I have like a lot of Wikipedia pages I need to send this guy. (laughs) You know, they know the the dukes and lords of of your Wikipedia feed. Do they have feeds? They should have feeds. Some do. Gen fact number three. Aglets. Do you know what aglets are, Ben? Yeah, they're the little things on the end of a lace. Exactly. Aglets came about as a military uniform requirement to prevent frayed shoelace ends looking sloppy during parades. Gotta look good during a parade. During the 20th century, they were frequently made from celluloid and prone to catch fire near open flames, causing the U.S. military to switch to metal aglets on their boots. Hmm... What's the right answer? We don't know. We never know. The true gen fact is sealed in the Ernst and Young envelope, but we will reveal it, as always, towards the end of this episode. Stay tuned. And now, back to the Ultimate Shoe Closet cast. 
right, we're back. I actually did just take a walk in these shoes. They are perfect. I'm so happy. Even though we're doing this podcast where we're getting rid of all of our shoes and only choosing five, true life persists. And I'm already obsessed. If anybody has any size 10, 145 Oxfords and 1035 last that they're looking to get rid of, hit me up at Stitchdown. I'm ready. These things are great. I really know how to pick them. All right, is it my turn? I think it's, yeah, your turn to give your number three pair. What are you thinking? All right, let's do it. For this one, again, function is paramount. As I was thinking about it in my notes, this was the old pick up the paper shoe. I'm I'm very willing to subscribe to a newspaper, uh, like a physical newspaper all over again to make these even more worth it. But also, you know, picking up pizza, eating pizza while picking up papers, all those things these can work for. Definitely a summer shoe, you know, like I, I kind of really don't discriminate, but it's been hot this summer and I, I've been wearing my hand sewns a lot more. The sneaker that we get allocated in this exercise, I'm going with my Viberg slip-ons. They're great. They're like the Vans slip-ons, but they're from Viberg and I've been wearing them constantly all summer and I actually just wore them to run out and pick up other shoes. These actually, you know what these are? These are my picking up other shoes that are getting delivered, even though in this imaginary world that we're coming up with, no more shoes are being delivered. That's what these shoes are. Wow. That's how I like to think about them. I'm never going to wear the sneakers, by the way. Like, I know you allocated me some sneakers in this. I don't I don't need them. I'm never going to wear sneakers. I don't want to exercise. And if I do exercise, it'll just be like going on a hike wearing boots. I, I will, if I had to choose a pair of sneakers, I'd probably grab, uh, here at Taft, we, we launched some sneakers. I try not to like, I don't know, be like really self-promotional here, but like we do actually have some cool sneakers and they're pretty comfortable. I wore I wore a pair for a little bit one day and I didn't mind it, but generally I don't like sneakers. So I'm going to pass on the sneakers in this uh, this exercise. Hope that's okay, Jeannie. I used to have a lot of sneakers. I used to, that used to be my thing at one point before I kind of drifted into the far more fulfilling world that we speak of on, on this podcast. But yeah, I, th- those Vibergs were the first pair that I bought in a very long time. At retail, they're like a little tough to stomach. I managed to get mine on Grailed, like just wildly, wildly cheap. But if, knowing what I know and knowing that I'm probably never going to buy another pair of sneakers until these things kind of bite the dust, I don't, like I might even do it at retail. They're great. And for driving, like largely when I wear my sneakers is if I got to drive somewhere for like over an hour. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes you sometimes driving in boots is like a little tricky. I don't mind it, though. I don't mind it. I like a little precision. I want to feel the pedals. So thought a lot about hand zones here. Thought a lot about Rancourt Shell Ranger Mox, which I've been talking about considerably on this podcast recently. Thought about Rancourt flint kudu ranger oh, mocks yeah. which are really really cool great. i've just been looking at a lot recently thought about some yucatans the rocker bluchers but ultimately i i swung loafer here and i haven't like historically been that much of a loafer guy but if we're doing this five i think i need some and i've really fallen in love with my leisure hand zones and color eight so then once i got to loafer i said i don't have any suede in everything else that i'm picking here and i think i need some suede like the chamois you know, approaching that kind of leather that I have on the Vibergs, but I think I need some suede. So thought a lot about a JM Weston 180, which I also talk about constantly in their dark brown suede, but I don't love their lighter suedes. And most of the shoes I'm picking here are also not lighter in color. Ultimately, I'm going with a shoe that I don't have, Alden Leisure Hand Zone 
snuff suede, leather sole, because just why not? Just go raw, classic comfort. Yeah, like you can pull them on. They go with lots of stuff. That, that's it. I think, you know, along with the 180, two perfect loafers that exist, nice and light, unlined. Like that's that's what I'm going with. I'm sorry to all the hand-sewn makers that we devoted two entire episodes to. Uh, I love you all, but that's it. And I, I think I need an Alden in here. Like I can't make a list of five without an Alden. That would be criminal. I mean, I'm not going to foreshadow, but I don't have an Alden and it felt weird because I love Aldens and that was foreshadowing. You know what? I'm not a I'm not a novelist, so I don't really know about that stuff. But the Leisure Hand Sewn, I think, is a killer loafer in suede. I think that's a good call, man. And yeah, if you decide to become a banker, you can just tape some tassels on. You're ready to go. You're good. I have tape. I just have to get the tassels. That's the easy part. Oh, man. All right. We're getting down to it here. So again, remember, if somehow this changed and like because the genie is always going to change his mind, right? That's what genies do. And you can only have two shoes for the rest of your life. It's going to be this one and the one after it. So don't fuck this up. I feel good about this. Didn't have anything on the dressier side so far, right? I don't have anything to really wear to a wedding, to a job interview, to court, or, you know, should my past crimes suddenly catch up to me, or if I decide to be a lawyer again. Needed a dress shoe. What is the most versatile dress shoe that brings me the most joy? The split toe blucher. It's something you can dress up. It's something you can dress down. You can basically wear anything with it. I love these things. For me, there's one that is better than all the rest. I think I know where this is going. Out of Tokyo, Japan, from the Hiro Yanagamachi Workshop, uh, model L33, Splitto Blucher. I'm going to tweak uh, tweak it a little bit from the, the makeup that I actually have, which is just a, a dark brown burnished calf skin. Uh, but I'm going to go with dark brown museum calf. Throw a little, Ooh. Throw a little fun in the mix, you know? A little flavor. I think I'm going to do it on a leather sole with metal taps. They're going to be great. I can wear wear them basically anywhere I want, and they're going to look fantastic. They're going to bring me a lot of joy. Like you talked about having something on the shelf that you can look at and really feel a feeling about it. These are going to make me feel a certain way that I want to feel whenever I look at them. These things are hot. I do have to skirt the rules a little bit because these things are a little bit difficult to obtain. You have to get fitted in person by Hero. He won't just take your order over the internet. He feels very strongly about that. I don't disagree with him. I, I think that's a good policy, especially if you're dropping that amount of money on a pair of shoes. I already have a pair, so I feel like I'm kind of gra- I'm grandfathered in. For me, if I yeah, if I only had to have two shoes, one of them would be would be these for sure. It has to be a split toe blucher for me. I think it's just it's my favorite style of shoe. I have a couple honorable mentions. And I don't want to say the first one because I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce this. You have to say it. Uh, oh god, this is gonna be so bad. <laughs> it's that bad. I'm not gonna say. Ah, oh, dude, this is... I'm not gonna like give it away. I can't give it away because I'm. You don't even know what it is. I still know I have a better shot at it. All right, so it's the it's the it's the Centurion model. Centurion, Centurion. <laughs> you couldn't even get that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be from the workshop, the workshop of Antonio Macariello. I think that's it. That's pretty close. I think that was pretty good. I'm not going to get closer. You aced Antonio. Wow. I got Antonio. I mean, I Antonio, I know. Oh, yeah. That was a beautiful Antonio. Antonio. I'll also give, uh, give a shout out for on the more on the budget friendly side of things. 
to Sons of Henry, who have this nice oh yeah it's in Utah the Utah leather uh, split toe that they do looks great. But for me, it's got to be the hero built like tanks, hand welted, you know, to a bespoke level quality. So that's my move. That's my my second one. What about you, man? Only two shoes in the entire world. What are you going with? Also, I had to go dress casual here, but you know, also very very all purpose was really important for me. So you could wear it with a suit. You could wear it to a wedding or a formal event. You might not have, you know, the most perfect formal shoes at this thing that you're at, but you're going to have the best ones. But it also needs to be really completely capable of pulling, you know, jeans duty, chinos duty, just kind of wear them with anything. And there was one shoe that I considered that didn't make it and did pain me, which is, of course, the Alden Longwing and Color HL. That's about it. I mean... Maybe I thought about uh, a PTB for a second, but like only if it was in cigar and we can't do that here. So sorry, Alden Longwing got married in you and I look great, but I'm going with another favorite that usual listeners will have heard plenty about the JM Weston golf. It is my swoopty pick. Mm. It is just to me, the perfect apron toe derby. Another shoe that like I, I haven't been near my golfs for a little while during this pandemic and I was home for a little bit a couple weeks ago and I just sat and just stared at them and kind of felt them and rubbed them against my cheek and it was remarkably fulfilling experience. Color wise, I don't know. I'm kind of terrible at figuring out like what to match with suits or what's more versatile. I mean, I know that their dark brown calf is is definitely the more versatile shoe, but the tan Russian calf, especially over time, I mean, it's just perfect on the Ridgeway sole. I I, I think that this is possibly the most underrated shoe going, Uh, like unless you live in Japan where they're rating it very, very highly. I don't have either of these colors. I have it in the dark brown suede and the like kind of light brown grain leather. Both are perfect, but I think that tan Russian calf kind of can do everything and like I I don't care if it even matches my suit or you know I, I think in this world we're like basing our clothing around the shoes that we have and instead of the other way around in certain cases yeah 100% that that's how I operate I mean and nobody cares nobody cares anymore nobody fucking cares about like stuff matching it's strange that they used to yeah it's like a throwback to a much more rigid time with a more rigid social structure even you know where oh you're belt doesn't match your shoes get out of my soda fountain you know Mm-hmm. they were doing that they were booting you i think that's how things were happening back then oh yeah it just it feels good to to have these jam westons in my imaginary world here man when i was with these things at home i was just like feeling the lining on them for i don't know maybe like 12 minutes that's normal they're uh they're perfect shoe Totally normal to do that. I know. That's why I did it. That's a good pick, man. That's a very you pick. I think uh, I can see you wearing those gotta be you. all the time. For, gotta be you in yeah, this. Yeah, for the next... Exactly. Exactly. Whew. All right. Are we ready for number one? <laughs> we got. We have to do it. Wait, actually, what if we did a whole different podcast just on our number one shoes? Should we do that? Should we do that? Should we just bail on this right now? This thing's already pretty long. <laughs> I mean, it's our normal move is to realize we've been talking too long. All right. No, no, no. We got We got to do it. Let's just do it now. All right. We have to do it now. Fine, 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 fine. All right. My number one, if I could only have one thing that I would just wear every day, 
I'd be so sad. Oh, I'd be so sad if this was up my life. And, I, and I'm going with one that I actually own because of how you uh, you gave me a pass on the Viberg by Withered Fig Oxford. I am doubling up on a brand here. You can do it. You're just unoriginal. Well, it wasn't my original intention, but this has to be it for my number one. So look, for my number one, it was less of choosing a style than it was choosing a daily driver boot, a boot that I can wear every single day to do everything that I do in my life, a boot that can take me to the playground with my kids, a boot that can take me into work, a boot that can, you know, take me to pick up a pizza if I am already out. And I went with, for that boot, the Viberg service boot in natural Chrome Excel. I'm going with the one that I have, the broke cap toe from Lost and Found, 2030 last, day night soul. I can wear that boot every single day. I can beat them up. I can get them looking pretty ragged, give them a nice conditioning, get them looking pretty again. Add to the patina over the course of 100 years of being alive, wearing these boots in this weird scenario. Those boots are going to look incredible. They're going to be just fantastic looking after all that time. They already look fantastic. I've only had them for like three years. I've climbed a mountain in those boots. I took the bar exam in those boots. You can do anything. They make you feel like you can do anything. And they go with basically any outfit that's not a suit. And you could even argue that if you needed to get like real weird with it, you could probably wear them with a suit, like a tweed suit. People get married in these things all the time. Yeah, I think you could totally do it in a pinch. So that's my number one, man. They do everything. They do everything. They're so comfortable. The 2030 last fits me really well. The natural Chrome XL, at least on my pair, I, uh, I kind of won the quote-unquote Chrome XL lottery where I don't really have you know any weird creasing or anything like that. I have a little bit on, on one boot, but it's not noticeable. It doesn't bother me. And I love these things. Viberg service boot. Number one, if I only had one pair of shoes, that's what it would be. Honorable mention on this. It was hard to come up with ones that were eligible. First honorable mention, the Alden Tanker. This was a hard cut. I actually considered just going with this. So I'd go Color 8, Berry Last, Antique Edge, Commando Soul. No brainer. I used to actually have a pair of that exact boot. I sold them very stupidly because uh, I had too many tankers. That was a mistake. I wish I still had those. Second honorable mention is a boot I don't have, but a boot that I want. The White's 350 Cutter. Yeah. Probably also would do that in natural chrome Excel for this. I think that's an awesome boot. That's a boot I could wear every day. Nice arch support. Those would be great daily drivers. And then I'd service boots from, from Underhood, which I guess is probably not eligible for this. And Flame Panda, who is making some really nice service boots. And I've, I have a pair of boondockers that are like in the works and I'm super excited for them. So I, I threw him up there as honorable mention for number one. What do you think, man? That's a pretty good number one, right? Oh, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. There, there's absolutely nothing to argue with about that. And like the thing, again, about this exercise that we're doing is that it causes you to Choose the things that are purely usable and wonderful and just perfect. The closer and closer you get to number one, like have fewer frills, have all the things that we're running around and chasing. This brings us back to 
the purity of this whole thing and like why we started in the beginning. Like somebody texted me last night. They're like, Hey, I'm looking for a boot, you know, price is no object. I want it to be flexible. I want it to be able to do everything. It's got to last. Like, what should I get? And I was like, well, you get a Viberg service boot in natural chrome Excel and you just like, let it breathe and let it go. And like, and I think I, I actually used the words. I was like, yeah, this is like your Viberg starter boot. I don't know. It's it's almost like it shouldn't be a starter boot. It should be something that everybody actually has. Like, even if you've already started. I, I love it. I think it's a great pick. Thank you, man. Yeah, as a wise man once said about his uh, his Land Rover, this isn't a starter car. It's a finishing car. And that's what these are. They're finishing boots. If I only had to wear one pair to finish off the rest of my life, it would be my Viberg Natural Chrome XL boots. All right, man. Time for the big reveal. What are you going with for your number one? I love and I'm also disturbed by how similar our thought processes were around this whole thing. But I was looking for the same thing. All-purpose boot, like work, work. If you want to do some work, 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 you wear these. <laughs> Definitely works for office casual if that ever happens again in the United States. You go for a hike. If you're at the bar, you're just wearing these things. And even though probably nobody even knows you know that you're just looking better than everybody else. Got to be comfy. Like, this is the thing that you're wearing most. It's it's the number one. But the way that I thought about it, this is the thing that, you know, I'm probably going to wear these things three, four days a week. Nothing crazy leather-wise, really. Kind of like I mentioned on, on your Viberg pick. Something that, you know, just in totality is like the boot. And for me, even though I don't own these, but I obviously need to change that and I have some other boots from them, it's the white semi-dress in brown dress leather, which I have on my Oxfords and is just perfect. And I think is, you know, underrated by everybody who's out there chasing the next cool thing. Like, think about that brown dress leather. It's wonderful. You know, as far as the makeup goes, throw the Cuban heel on there. Why not? I don't think semi-dresses look great with the block heel. While I've never really had one quite like that, I'll definitely get used to it. Probably throw like a Vibram 430 mini lug on there, maybe a half sole, something with a little traction so you can, so you can get out there on a hike and, and just kind of cut it up. And then I think, oh man, like I love the double row on White's boots, but it just adds so much heft to it. And I think if this is the only boot I have, I'm going single row. And that's that's it. I think that's the boot. Number one. That's a strong pick, man. Yeah, I think in terms of ruggedness, versatility, it's hitting all the boxes for something you can wear to do literally anything. You can beat the hell out of it and not worry about, oh, I got to, you know, can't wear these in the rain i can't do whatever i mean this is the boot you're wearing every day yeah i mean and it's also something that's gonna really improve as you beat them up more i think that brown dress the more it's beaten up even though they're saying it's you know they're quote unquote dress leather the more beat up it is the better it looks a hundred years of that is great yeah that's the problem with my oxfords is that for whatever reason i got them and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna tear these things apart it's gonna look so cool and i've just like i've treated them too well and you know, i have too many shoes frankly to like kind of do otherwise and that's where i've landed with them um so the idea of just going for it with that leather i love it it's like it's a it's a simple boot it's been around it's like 
quote unquote unexciting in some ways, but it's not. And that's, that's it for me. My runner ups here, Crockett Coniston was here, never had a pair, tried them on with Q in a German street shop, loved them, haven't gotten them yet. The Nick's Robert boot in the Wicked and Craig veg tan or some other leather. Like I have a pair of Nick's that's on the way and I just, I haven't worn them yet. So they can't get into this spot. And like, I don't have a pair of semi dresses, but I have a bunch of other whites and I absolutely love them. So that was right there. And then like my brown Chrome Excel Alden Roy boots, which are, you know, to this date, my favorite current boots. But I think in this situation, like, I, I don't know if they can take this level of thrashing. Like, the again, the boots are not going to fall apart, but it just, it feels weird. And I put those things through it, but I don't know. It's just something more substantial, I guess. And I'll, I'll miss you, Brown Chrome XL Alden Roy's. Plain toe true balance, by the way. Most underrated Alden situation there is. That's it. That's the pick. Oh, man. How do you feel about all Great this? Great pick, man. What do you think? Do you want to change all your picks? No, I, I actually feel quite uh, secure and confident in my picks. I think I would miss everything else, though. I would miss everything else. I love trying out new things. I love exploring new styles. I like getting weird with like engineer boots, uh, ropers, whatever. I'm there for that. So, you know, I, I would miss miss everything else. I couldn't ever do this with only five pairs um well i hate to tell you this is your life now so no wow i can't believe that we did that and that we have to give away all our shoes but at least we got some pretty good ones so for posterity i'm gonna run mine down number five flame panda monkey boot number four viberg 145 oxfords number three the alden lhs and snuff suede and we got the Jam Weston Golf and the white semi-dress, specifically in brown dress. It's a good lineup. I'm happy with this lineup. I miss a hand zone, but... You'll be okay. You'll be okay. That's a really solid lineup, man. You've got yourself covered for pretty much any scenario, and you've got some some fun stuff, some stuff that you can you can really enjoy. So yeah, good good picks, man. And yeah, let's run run through mine here. So for my number five... I've got the Rancourt Four Islet Ranger Mock in Natural Chrome XL uh, Lacte Havea Sole, which I definitely pronounced correctly. Number four, you let me do the Viberg by Withered Fig Mushroom Chamois Rough Out 145 Oxford. I did. Thank you uh, to the genie for letting me do that. Those are going to be sweet. Number three, Edward Green Galway Dark Brown Utah 72 Last on a Day Night Sole. Number two, Hiro Yanagamachi, Dark Brown Museum Calf, Split Toe, Bluker, and number one, Viberg. Service boot, natural chrome excel, perforated cap toe from Lost and Found in Toronto, Ontario. And that's it. That's my five for the rest of my life. I can live with, uh, I can't live with that. I can't live with that. But I'm happy with that five. I think that's a good lineup. Man, this was taxing. It was really hard. Yeah. I'm sweating. I need, hold on. I need a drink. Oh my God. What is this? <laughs> I thought I was just drinking a bottle of water, but it turns out it's Nestle Splash natural berry flavored water. Oh God. Don't do that. Ugh, that sounds horrible. It's, I mean, it's, it's vaguely, it good? It's, I mean, it's like, it's like seltzer just without the bubbles, but when you don't expect it, it's really quite frightening. Wait a minute. It's flavored flat water. Flavored flat water. 
Oh, also other natural flavors. Ugh. Maybe I was picking up on those. Wow. Look yeah, at your bottles sounds, of water before you drink them, everybody. That sounds gnarly, dude. That was dangerous. So not refreshed, but still feeling good about all this. Before we get out of here, Ticho, you know what we got to do. Yeah, it's time to reveal that true gen fact, right? Correct. All right, to refresh everybody. Gen fact number one, engineer boots originally worn by welders to avoid hot slag. Gen fact number two, monk strap shoes for monks. Makes sense. Gen fact number three. Everyone in the military shoes were catching on fire, so they started using metal aglets. What do you think? I've got the envelope this time. Okay. So the engineer boots, I mean, it does make sense to avoid getting hot slag in your boots because they're so tall and they're going to be tucked under your you know, your pants or whatever. I don't know if that's the origin story of, of engineer boots, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cross that one off. Monk strap shoes for monks... Kind of makes sense. I mean, if there's one thing the church knows how to do, it's avoid paying taxes. So I'm kind of leaning towards that one. But were they being taxed anyway? Oh, the twist that these gen facts take. <sighs> Can't wrap my head around it. Number three, everyone's shoes were catching on fire. Almost everything about that kind of makes sense. But the part about them catching on fire, like they wouldn't just start using something that easily catches on fire. It's obvious that they should be made out of metal, I think, from the beginning. I'm going to go with monk straps, shoes for monks, man. Uh, that's my guess. I'm final answer. Let's do it. And the envelope from Deloitte and Touche says only hot slag. What? It's the hot slag. It's engineer boots worn by welders to avoid hot slags on military vessels. Wow. That's pretty interesting. That's it. I mean, aren't they tucking them into their pants? Aren't their pants... Is hot slag not stopped by pants? You know, I, I actually knew this one. Really? I've never quite gotten it. Like, how much hot slag was going into any pair of boots, shoes, or anything? I don't know. We, I, I, I've, I've, I've welded a couple times. Really? Yeah, I'm not very good at it. I never got hot slagged. Probably haven't done it enough. That's it. That's the true gen fact. Wow, got me. What are we, one for four now? We're one for four. You can just see gen in the chair that the bad guy has in Inspector Gadget, like with his all of his fingers pressed together individually, just cackling every time he listens to us on this. Fucking Jen. I can also see him kind of, uh, you know, like in Jeopardy when somebody gives like a dumb answer and then Alex Trebek gives a really condescending no. <laughs> right. And it just like totally, just with one word, just totally cuts these people down. No, like he's just sitting, I assume, in his car or wherever he's listening to this. And he's just like, no. Jen is a slayer. Fucking yeah, Jen. But Jen's yes. also the best. And so is Standard and Strange. Uh, everybody check out everything they got, including these 145 Oxfords and Tobacco Chamois, which I'm wearing right now. Uh, and, you know, we'll presumably sell out minutes after this episode. But that's it for this week's ShoeCast. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, nobody ever leaves us a review, despite all the pleading, so we'll just stop asking. Check out Stitch Down Premium, where members now get 10% off Grant Stone. Sagara, the wonderful Indonesian maker, uh, whose Cordmaster monkey boots I've been loving. Resoles from Northern Republic. Uh, $50 for the next few weeks off the Parkhurst X Stitch Down Nighthawk Kudu Allen boot. And the warm feeling that comes from giving crucial support to shoe podcasts such as this one. We'll see you next week. Take care of your shoes.